Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. All right, we're back. Quarter number three of the Keystone Kickoff Show. Dustin Hawkinsmith coming back to you from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white. Drink blue and light. Talking some Penn State basketball now. Regular season shifts into postseason mode now. And Jeff Brown joins us to talk about this team, where it's coming from, and where it might be going as the Big Ten tournament tips off. Penn State back in action on Thursday. I warned you about this, Jeff, and I wanted to hear what you have to say. I gave I gave you a minute to think. Let's give me – this is a team that has lost five out of, out of its last six games. Uh, it – Limps to the finish line here in the regular season, but I want to hear you say one positive thing about Penn State basketball before we get into the last couple games and what we think is going to happen at Big Ten tournament. It can only go up. All right, that's good. That's a that's a glass nah, half full see, response. Yeah, seriously, I'm, I'm I'm I think that's what's so frustrating to me about this team is it would be one thing if they were really lousy the first half of the season and then got better, or they were really lousy the second half of the season, but they're going game to game with this thing. They are world beaters in the first half and can't get it done in the second half. And I, I truly, I'm, I'm baffled. I have no idea, but if they have shown us too many times this season that they can kick anybody's tush when they want to, so I, I'm still remaining positive. I'm, I'm shaking my head, but I'm still remaining positive because they've, they've shown too much evidence of being too good. I mean, they're only a 50 to one shot, uh, at, uh, winning the whole thing. So now, you know, people around the country think that, you know, they're a good team and they are, but I just don't understand what's going on with second halves. Well, and, Jimmy G over here is going to join us in the next in, in, in the next segment, and I want to ask him about that. Jimmy G, Jimmy G, but what? Why? You know what's what's the explanation? And, and I I feel like the further the trend goes, the more mental it becomes, right? So the more, oh yeah, the more the expectation, the 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 idea of dreading coming out in the second half starts to take shape. I would think it's it's only human nature to start looking over your shoulder because, I mean, it's not like they, they were blowing two-point leads at the half or four-point leads at the half. They're blowing 20-point leads. And you know, so you've got to be that little, oh, God, here we go again kind of thing, which I thought they got over last year, you know, when they, they had that horrible run through the Big Ten uh, season and then finished strong, and I thought maybe that's behind them. But, you know, I, I, I try to peel back all the layers. And, yeah, it's got to start with coaching. And I've heard everybody screaming and hollering about Pat Chambers. Not coincidentally, it's the same people who were saying, oh, look at how great he is and about a few months ago. And, you know, now they're starting to, to rumble again. But the guy is a semifinalist for the Naismith Award, for crying out loud. You know, again, the country is seeing what he has done not only this year, but in, in years past in building this program to where it is today, I can't imagine he's a genius in the first half and an idiot in the second half. So that doesn't make any sense to me. And, and so I, I can't say it's coaching because he's obviously coaching them well enough to go out to 20-point leads. 
and they look terrific. They, they've beaten a lot of good teams and a lot of good teams on the road. So I don't think that's it. But then uh, I, I'm a big guy on personal responsibility. So I say, he's standing on the sidelines. He is not missing these easy layoffs. He is not missing three-pointers. Uh, he's not playing lousy the game. So, you know, I think the players have to take some responsibility for this. I would like to know more than what's what's going on with the team, what's going on with Lamar Stevens. There's got to be something happening here because he is making hellacious shots, just missing them so badly and, and missing from the foul line over the last three or four games. I can't imagine that he's fatigued. Um, you know, is it that there's no other threats? You know, you can see it. Every time he gets his hand on the ball, you know, his guy is forcing him away from the basket and toward the end line. But as soon as he goes the other way, somebody's dropping back and doubling him. And he has no room to work anymore. And that's because they have no outside threats that are causing people to, to do that. They do in the first half. And look what Myron Jones did in the first half. But he went stone cold in the second half. So there's... There's a lot of things, and don't even get me started on offensive rebounding. But go ahead, um, I don't. Every time you say "don't even get me started," it just makes me want to start you up. <laughs> but listen, I just, I, I, I can, offensive rebounding is bad. You know, if you watched the last home game against Michigan State, and there were many times when they were shooting the ball, and Michigan State was getting rebounds with absolutely nobody in white. Anywhere near the board at all. Yeah. And again, that may be something that they, they wanted to do. They set up. I don't know. I, I've told you before. I don't know coaching. But that seems to be pretty obvious to me that, that they're not getting offensive boards and they're giving up, you know, two or three shots on the defensive end. They got to grab that ball and, and hold on to it and score some points other than Lamar Stevens so they free him back up again. Yeah, so eight, eight out of 39 uh, from the floor over the past two games. And, you know, to me, it just strikes me just with this team, with Lamar. And, you know, sometimes you want to win so bad and you want to put things on your own shoulders and you are starting, mm-hmm. to, starting to try to find things that aren't there and you're pressing. And I think it's mental, it's physical, it's, uh, you know, it's 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 a desire. And, and there's all kinds of stuff rolled into one that has created this little problem here and my question I guess for you is what has to happen now with with a, a total of what five days between Northwestern on Saturday and when they tip mm-hmm. off on Thursday night what has to happen in those five days what does Pat Chambers need to do to try to get this team back to you know playing crisp basketball but also believing and and not ready to crumble because that's what they expect to happen in the second halves of games. Well, the one thing I, I know for sure, um, you know, at least I feel for sure that he's doing is he's not letting them see him sweat. You know, Patrick is not the type and he's, he's, he's smart. No good leader lets the troops see him sweat. So you know, I'm sure Patrick is <laughs> there. Um, yeah, it's a bad time, but I, I can pretty much guarantee that Patrick is not making it look like it's a bad time. Uh, I think five days of rest is going to be great, especially for Myron Jones and you know, anybody else who might be sick. 
I mean, who knows? Lamar could have been under the weather for the last couple of games. All I know is I've never seen him miss foul shots and layoffs as badly as he was missing in the last few games. Um, the whole team just needs to get some consistency. And maybe, you know, we were talking before about looking over your shoulder. Maybe you just kind of get away from that. This is the end, the end of the season, and I'm sure they'll put some things in. But you played basketball all year. You're not going to forget how to play basketball. So maybe they just kind of take it easy. And maybe they just relax. They'll still practice, obviously. But you know, maybe they get their legs back under them again, and, and that'll help the outside shooters. And if that helps the outside shooters and the insiders, they're all right. But you know, look at the games they've lost. Could they have used a typical Lamar Stevens game? Absolutely. Could they have used Mike Watkins you know, in that debacle you know, that we saw on Saturday? Absolutely. And you put those two guys back playing the way we know, the way they have shown us all year they can play. You're talking, what, 12, 15-point difference? I with would, those two, I, even I, more I would, than that, I would say absolutely. If you if you get, you know, uh, tenacious, efficient score, Lamar Stevens, and you've got an engaged Mike Watkins for twenty to twenty four minutes, you know the, mm-hmm. the 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 difference on this team. I, I mean, I think it's everything, right? I think I think that's John, I think that's the difference between losing five out of six and 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 being on a run is is the best versions of those guys plus Myron Jones. And, you know, you look at the lineup and you say, oh, all Myron Jones is back, but he's not really back. And then they haven't been able to, you know, it's taken one big piece of the puzzle out and then trying to rebuild it on the fly. And I think the, the, the hopeful thing would be that you get five days to maybe try to recapture some of that chemistry you have with Myron Jones in the lineup that it's hard to do when you're in the midst of that day-to-day grind of the season. It's a chance to pump the brakes and maybe try to get this thing back together oh i think so completely i mean john harrop played his heart out uh you know last saturday and yeah i i felt bad i would like to have seen him you know be able to take him on but but he's only so talented and he's not mike watkins and he's not lamar stevens and uh, the the other guys have to step up they've got to hit consistently i think they have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that they can't be hot one half and not be hot the second half and expect to have success. And you're absolutely right. Uh, they could be, they could have won their last five out of six. Um, but Lamar, it just, it's a mystery to me. He's just kind of dropped off the table and, and God bless him. I'm not criticizing him at all because there were many, many games this year. He just put them on his back and, and willed them to win. But for some reason, he he just looks tired. He looks, I mean, when when he's airballing foul shots, you know that there's got to be something going on. Yeah, and and it could be. To your point, it could be. Maybe we'll learn something about the the past. Uh, week or so where fatigue or illness or what have you, or it could just be a matter of he's got two choices. One is to wait for openings that are never going to be there or two, try mm-hmm. to create openings. And then, you know, I think the, the burden that he ultimately ends up carrying around maybe leads him to this point. Uh, about a minute here, 
the sixth seed in the Big Ten tournament. They're going to get uh, either number eleven Indiana or number fourteen Nebraska with with some some time off. Uh, what do you think about how that tournament stacks up and what can Penn State do here? Well, I'm hoping they get Nebraska because I, I just feel they're the easiest team. However, um, given how they played against Northwestern, that that logic might not be good. Um, I I truly don't know. I I. I would have told you that they were going to win the Big Ten tournament and they were going to do damage in the NCAAs, and they they got to figure this out. This is a, a bad streak, and and who knows? Every, oh my God, the season's over already, and I, I don't think it is yet. I I truly don't. But they got to find some answers, and they've got what three more days to, to figure it out. So another season starts now, and it couldn't come fast enough for this Penn State team. Five out of six losses to end the regular season. Maybe we see a vintage Lions performance starting here uh, in the Big Ten tournament. That's Jeff Brown talking Penn State hoops. We're not done talking about it. We're going to take a quick break. Jim Galante is going to step in, still talking Penn State basketball after this. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hardy souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Life gets complicated, and it only gets more complicated when things change which is why AAA insurance agents take the time to talk with you so that they can help you choose the best auto and home coverage. Don't put off getting protected. Let AAA help cover what you care about. Insurance that's not just insurance. Talk to your local AAA insurance agent or visit AAA.com to learn more about AAA. The blue-white game is coming soon, and GoPSURV.com has you covered with their best deals ever. RVs for the weekend starting at just $500. Even better, whatever you spend on the spring game can be used as a credit for any game in the fall. Spend the weekend in a luxury RV. Enjoy 409 Tailgate Club Barbecue and a free bus ride to and from the stadium. Go to GoPSURV.com or call Mark at 800-519-8467 for all the details. 